It is October 16th, 2020, and welcome to the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. The market is mostly green today, this beautiful Friday afternoon, and you know, it's tough to say whether the market will go green next week or red next week because my prediction is it goes sideways. This market has been sideways now since Monday. In fact, really, it's been sideways the past few weeks, but we saw quite a bit of running at the end of last week. And at the end of the day, this is because we have so many key parts to this economy up in the air, to this country up in the air. And when you really break it down, there's four key things that are creating all of this uncertainty. The stimulus deal that the market desperately wants, the economic recovery that we desperately need, and the presidential race, which is up in the air. It looks like Joe Biden is ahead right now. Joe Biden's ahead in the polls, and the market likes that. But besides that, not much is great. Not much. And those three key things are creating huge uncertainty in the market right now. And I believe that's why we're seeing this consistent sideways choppy action with not many winners, not many high flyers, just a lot of sideways up and down all day, every day. And as investors, at least I personally, I don't like that. And I don't think you do either. We want to see stocks and we want to see our investments move higher. But that cannot happen with this uncertainty with this much volatility in the market, creating choppy action. So digging into those three core things, the first I really want to touch on is stimulus. Stimulus is a key issue right now. And it's a key issue because if we get stimulus, it's going to be great for the economic recovery. It's going to help thousands of millions of people across the country, small businesses, airlines, banks, It's going to help them all. It's going to help all of these struggling sectors, the industrials. Don't leave them out. It's going to save the American economy even further. I wouldn't say single-handedly save, not even close. But another stimulus would significantly boost the economic recovery coming out of the pandemic. Now, Washington has been back and forth for days. Donald Trump came up on his offer. Nancy Pelosi doesn't like it. The Republicans don't like it. It is just back and forth and back and forth. And that is creating a back and forth within the market. The market right now is trading on stimulus. And a stimulus deal is a necessity for this market, I believe, to continue to roar to new highs. Now, then we move into the election. And the election is a huge factor. COVID-19 has created huge issues across the, the voting system, in the election system. And... That creates uncertainty on are we going to know our president on election night or the day after the election, or are we not? Is the election going to go to the courts? Are are we going to have to wait weeks, months to figure out who the next president is? That's huge. That's huge for the country. That's huge for the stock market. And that's huge for all of our investments. Now, part of that and part of the market is trading positively off of a Joe Biden lead and part of the market's trading down on a Joe Biden lead. And really the market thinks a Joe Biden presidency wouldn't be that bad. At least 
it's pricing it that way. Every time new polls come out regarding Joe Biden ahead by double-digit points in the polls, the market doesn't sell off. It acts as normal, if not goes up. And that's because the market likes the idea of better China relations. But at the same time, it's hard not to take a look at Biden's plans and say, well, will his tax increases slow down the economic recovery? Likely, but if we have to wait a few more years for an economic comeback over terrible China relations for four years, DeMarcus having a tough time deciding which one to take out or whether it can even decide on that is creating enough uncertainty in the market to make and create choppy action all the time. And then the economic recovery itself, we have to focus on that. You see, this economic recovery is key to the stock market's comeback on the top end of this rally. The market has rallied off those March lows. It's a run like no one has ever seen. But in order to move higher, the economy, I believe, needs to support it. It can't just be several names pulling the market up to new all-time highs, at least not for a very long time before it becomes unhealthy. I believe in order to see this market move higher to all-time highs, we need to see an economic recovery. And the economy can't recover unless, of course, COVID numbers go completely away or go way, way, way down. And we're just not seeing that. We are not seeing COVID numbers go down. In fact, just today, the New York Times dropped an article on COVID-19 numbers. And it's not looking good. It's not. In fact, it notes that the U.S. passed the 8 million mark today for infections, at least known infections, in that the U.S. and many other countries are heading towards another peak in COVID numbers. Not only that, but Britain and a lot of uh, countries in Europe are raising restrictions back up. Britain and France both noted in this article. And that's just not good. That's not a good sign. COVID-19 numbers are back on the rise across the country, across the world. And that is just not a good sign for the American recovery and the economic comeback. Because what that is going to do is that's going to put the market at risk and the economy at risk of another shutdown. And if we get another shutdown, that is going to significantly slow down the economy, if not take us back to square one. Now, we're already seeing a slowing of this economic recovery, and I'm really not liking that. Just this week, we got jobless claims numbers, and those numbers missed by 68,000 claims. And that's not good, people. That is not good. 68,000 claims. And the expected number was 830,000. Number And the number that came in was 898,000 jobless claims. Not a good sign. It is showing that potentially the economic recovery is slowing. Now, in order to navigate this market, in order to navigate all of this uncertainty, in order to navigate this choppy action, we need to be individual stock pickers. You don't want to buy a huge basket of stocks like an index fund because you'll just run sideways. You don't want to do that, at least if you want to make money in the short term. So I have came up with my top six picks, and I'm invested personally in some of them, because I believe that these names and a lot of these stay-at-home names are the key to navigating these next few weeks. I'm going back to them. 
And here's why. COVID-19 numbers are back on the rise. If COVID-19 numbers rise, we're going to see more rotation back into these stay-at-home names. Not only that, but most of these names really won't be affected hugely by the presidential race or by the recovery of the economy as a whole. You look at the economy, and if it got bad enough, some of these names would be affected. But I don't believe it will get that bad. I believe we recover strongly. But these names will continue to grow, whether COVID-19 is here or not. So leaving that off, my top number one pick right now is ServiceNow. It's a winner. It's currently trading at a whopping 525 points or 525 bucks a share. It made a new all-time high today. And this name just continues to move higher whether the market is red or whether it's green. I swear, every day I look at this name, it is green. And for good reason. This company is just seeing record growth. Um, and they're a great company. Now, ServiceNow is a major cloud name. And ServiceNow provides cloud-based services for automated workflow tasks within major companies across the world. And this company is seeing rapid growth, especially due to COVID-19. And that's the thesis on a lot of these tech stay-at-home names, is a lot of these cloud names is due to COVID-19, digital advancement within the workplace, within education, within just our social interaction is leaping forward and most likely will be like that now for a very long time, for a very long time. So let's take a deep look at ServiceNow real quick. In the last reported quarter, the second quarter of 2020, ServiceNow recorded revenues that totaled $1.1 billion. Billion dollars. Higher than last year's Q2 revenues of $834 million. Not only that, but a lot of their revenues come through subscription revenue. And their subscription revenue is just fantastic. And the most fantastic part about it is their subscription renewal rate is 97%. And that's been steady for now three quarters. That's excellent. Now, this stock has been just trending up and up and up. And it should be, honestly, in my opinion. There's not much wrong with this company. They're decreasing debt on the balance sheet. They have a solid amount of cash. They're seeing solid growth. They have a solid renewal rate. And not only that, but they raised guidance for the full year 2020, and they're now expecting subscription revenues of $4.185 billion to $4.2 billion on the full year. That's roughly 29 to 30% growth. Remarkable. I like ServiceNow. I think it's a buy here, and I think it continues to run, even though it made an all-time high today. Now, next is an education-related name. As you know, schools are zooming in for class, they're having these virtual classes, and that can be hard for a student. That can be hard for a student to learn. At least I've found it somewhat hard to learn. Virtually, it's it's tough. So what do you do? You use online resources. And Chegg is a perfect online resource. It has tutors on there. You can ask for expert help on problems of any subject. You can get your books from there. You can look up homeworks so you can figure them out if you absolutely need to. 
you can do a lot on Chegg and Chegg offers huge opportunities and huge help for students who are struggling or just simply need help on anything. And this online platform that Chegg has built is, I believe, a name of the future. And it just hit the Morgan Stanley conviction list going in the earnings here within the next few days. I believe earnings are next week. And that's fantastic. Analysts see the opportunity. The mean price target on the name right now is very bullish at $95.25 a share. It currently trades at a whopping $84.65 per share. And that's ran huge since just a few weeks ago when it was trading in the mid-60s. So I very much like Chegg, and they're seeing solid growth. I mean, you look at this growth, and it's just astounding growth out of Chegg. They reported revenues for Q2 of $153 million, which is a whopping 63% year-over-year revenue growth. And not only that, but the reported service revenue also came in 57% higher year-over-year at $126 million. So I like Chegg. Now, it does have debt on the balance sheet, but that's not a huge worry to me really at all, and for good reason, because most of these companies have some debt on the balance sheet. And Chegg is seeing super, super solid growth, and that's what I love about Chegg, is the growth is there, the market is there, and with schools starting back up across the country, most of it, I believe, hybrid to be, um, I think Chegg is going to see a big growth boom throughout the next several years. I really do, and it's already seeing it. Now, moving into my third pick, and this is another pandemic pick. It is. It's another stay-at-home gamer. And this name is Teladoc. Now, they just acquired Livongo Health quite a while ago now for $18.5 billion. Livongo Health is, was a major competitor to them. Uh, Livongo focused a lot on diabetics um, and digital care. And Teladoc picked them up. Um, Teladoc is a huge name within the telehealth space. They basically allow you to contact your doctor digitally. And that's what I love about Teladoc is Teladoc is one of those stocks of the future. I believe the way um, healthcare is going is that, you know, if you're not feeling well, you'll pretty much zoom into your doctor through services like Teladoc. Um, and that's what I very much like about Teladoc. Now, I take a look at Teladoc um, and in the Q2 report, they reported massive gains. They reported a 203% year-over-year increase in total visits. Um, that's roughly 2.8 million visits to doctors virtually just in Q2. Um, not only that, but revenue increased and soared to $241 million. That's an 85% year-over-year increase. And not only that, but... Teladoc management also expects Q3 revenues to grow insanely once again by 103%, representing a $275 million to $285 million range on Q3 revenues. Solid growth. They bought out one of their, a great competitor, and it's just going to make this acquisition, this deal between Livongo and Teladoc is going to make a powerhouse within the telehealth space that I believe is only going to soar higher. And I think you can buy it here. You know, Teladoc's very volatile, but I believe it trends up. It continues to trend up, and that's a great name. And that's why it's one of the largest holdings within a portfolio I manage. That's full disclaimer. That's how confident I am in this. Teladoc, I believe, is going 
higher. CrowdStrike. My fourth pick. As all of these huge companies, as all these businesses move on to the cloud, move into the digital space, they're going to need security. And CrowdStrike offers that security. And CrowdStrike's already seeing huge growth. Now, we've done breakdowns on all these stocks I'd like to know, and they're all on runningwiththemoney.com. I'll link it below. But we've done breakdowns on all these stocks. And back to CrowdStrike, I mean, CrowdStrike is just seeing solid, solid growth. In the latest reported quarter, Q2, um, they added 969 new subscription customers, and they made their second largest deal ever during Q2. Not only that, but they maintained a growth rate of nine of 89% subscriptions. Their subscription growth rate nailed 89%. I really like that. I really like how they continue to grow and the stock's not exploding to levels that you can't buy it. No, CrowdStrike's buyable here. And not only that, but they believe that it will continue to grow. Not only, not only are they seeing huge growth at CrowdStrike, but also their balance sheet, I believe, is one of the best I've seen within the stay-at-home gamer tech space. They have no debt on the balance sheet. They're seeing solid growth. They have solid cash. A cash-on-hand position of $1.065 billion as of July 31st. I think CrowdStrike is in an excellent position to grow over the next few years. Over the and I believe the stock will continue to run over the next few weeks, months, and years. I think you can buy it here. I think you can buy it where it's currently trading at $145.34 per share. I think you can buy it. Now moving into stamps.com. Stamps.com is my fifth pick. And I absolutely love stamps. And it's a very quick thesis on stamps. You see, stamps.com pretty much allows you to not go to the post office and you can print off all your postage that you need to from home, all your shipping labels, and you'll just set it out on your front porch. Boom, done. Your mailing's done. No post office trip needed. And that's what I really like in this pandemic space. You see, the pandemic is probably going to be around. Numbers are supposed to increase this winter. And if numbers increase, I believe we're going to see less travel. And with the holiday season coming up and restrictive travel, I believe you're going to see much more mailing than usual. And therefore, stamps.com is just going to make even more money, more growth, and they're going to gain more customers. And it's clear to see. Um, just in Q2, they grew significantly with their net income increasing 270% year over year. And not only that, but they also saw revenues topping $206.7 million, which is up 49% year over year. And my final note on stamps.com is that they are also increasing guidance. Their guidance is fantastic. Their debt is not terrible. Um, $27 million in debt when last reported in Q2. And that's down from the $64 million of debt that was reported in Q1. So they're decreasing debt. I'm happy about that. They're increasing guidance. And now management expects Q2 2020 total revenue expectations to be within a range of $650 million to $725 million. And that's up 
from the original range of $570 million to $600 million. That means they increased their top line expectation by $125 million in revenue. Solid company. And my final pick is Ring Central. I want you to buy Ring Central. I like Ring Central. And honestly, I'm surprised it's not more po uh, popular. Uh, Ring Central is a software service provider, otherwise known as a SAAS company, a SaaS company, software as a service. And Ring Central just is a fantastic company that's seen solid growth throughout COVID-19 and I believe can continue to grow in the recovering economy in the midst of a pandemic that I believe we are coming out of. I think you buy ring.com here. They have seen substantial growth in Q2. They saw subscription revenues grow 32% and the Ring Central Office APR grew 36% in Q2. Not only that, but they have beat 11 times in a row now on earnings and they just raised guidance again. For Q3, management expects total revenues of 283.5 million to 289.5 million dollars. That is up 21 to 24%. And subscription revenues are expected to be 263 to 265 million dollars, which is 25 to 26% growth in Q3. That's what's expected, and I believe they'll nail it because they've beat 11 quarters in a row, and they are seeing continued growth throughout this pandemic. Now, those are my six picks. Those are my six picks going into the next few weeks to navigate this uncertainty. I believe those names will get you through without with minimal harm and significant growth. I could be wrong, but I don't believe I am. And I believe that these names are going to continue the roar. And I have dropped all of the research on these six names on runningwiththemoney.com. If you go to the website, click analysis on the menu, and you'll find breakdowns on all of these just from the past few weeks. Now, I'd like to end the show talking about the banks. The banks have reported stellar numbers, and many are asking, is it time to get in on the banks? And my answer is simply no. If you are looking for growth, if you're looking for short-term gains, mid-term gains, and long-term gains, banks are not where you want to be. And it's a very easy answer. Interest rates are holding the banks down. It's very hard for banks to grow when interest rates are so low. It's very hard for banks to grow when the economy is recovering from a recession. So I want you to hold off on the banks. For now, hold off on the banks. Until we know what's going on in COVID-19, until we know who is the president of the United States, until we know what interest rates are going to do going into, say, the next three years on a solid basis, I don't want you to buy the banks. I want you to buy the growth names that can continue to grow, whether we're in a pandemic or not. So the market ended out pretty much flat today. Um, if you look over the six picks I just gave you, Many of them were green. In fact, if you look at it, at, at the close, we finished 50-50. Three of them finished up and three of them finished down. Not much at all. In fact, the three that finished down went red at, last, at the bell. So I want you to pick these six names up. I want you to buy one of these six names at least because I think you'll see significant growth. And my number one pick out of the six names I've listed is ServiceNow. That is where I'm going to end the show today. I hope to be back Monday. Um, I'm going to try to get this podcast out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
And I'll just talk about, you know, everything you guys want to hear. Comment below what you want to hear. What do you want to know? Um, I'm going to go over all the investment news of the day. Um, and I'm here to help you. I'm here to help the individual investor. I'm here to help the home gamer, the one who wants to get it done themselves to make more money and be more successful. And I absolutely love helping all of you. And I hope this podcast furthers that. I only hope to improve on this podcast. The first few episodes might be a little rough because I'm getting used to it, but I thank you all for tuning in. And if you have any questions, you can follow me on Twitter at Luke Denae or simply go on the website, check out all our analysis, subscribe to the email list and shoot me a message at runningwiththemoney.com. Until then, until the next episode, have a great, great rest of your day. And I wish you the best of luck, eat, sleep, profit and trade on.